You are listening to the From the Friars podcast from the community of Franciscans of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York. Please subscribe and like and leave us a review to help spread the word about the podcast. May the Lord give you his peace. We have a reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 15. Jesus said to his disciples, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit, and every one that does he prunes so that it bears more fruit. You are already pruned because of the word that I spoke to you. Remain in me as I remain in you. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit, because without me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me will be thrown out like a branch and wither. People will gather them and throw them into a fire, and they will be burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want, and it will be done for you. By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. My brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you his peace. Amen. Um, We do have some open seats here in the front. I see several places. It's going to be a really long sermon, so you may... VIP seating, you know, and sporting events and music concerts, people pay so much more to sit in the front, right? Not in church. So you are most welcome. I see several seats up here, so um, I don't bite. (laughs) Brothers and sisters, it is such a wonderful joy to see you all here. Um, To be here together is such a blessing, huh? Um, It's just an incredibly beautiful season, spring, and, and in spring, we're, um, every spring, we're just surprised and we're so moved by the beauty of the flowers, right, in creation. And, and from the, the perspective of the priest, when I'm saying Mass and I look out and I see all of you, I feel like I'm looking on a field of flowers. You know, God's created, you're just, each one of you, so beautiful, so precious, so loved by God. So thank you for being here. It's so, it matters that you're here to be together, to pray, to worship. Um, how wonderful. Um, the readings today are so beautiful. And these mysterious words of Jesus talking about the vine. I am the vine. Um, And in the Gospel of John and in the letters of John, there's a theme that's very strong and very deep. And we have that theme today where Jesus says, remain in me. Like the branch that has to be on the vine to bear fruit Remain. The word in Greek there that John, when he wrote, it's, it's a little hard to translate. It's very deep. It's, um, it, it can be translated remain, stay, abide. And it speaks of a relationship, of a communion. Right? And ultimately, it's the relationship of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in the one God. But this relationship that's now being offered to us through Jesus, to remain in him, it's, you may have heard people talking about what it means to be in the state of grace, right? Through baptism and confirmation, we have the grace, we have God dwelling in our soul. And this is the the call of Jesus is to remain, to abide in me. Um, And his words here are so beautiful and mysterious. You may have noticed on my vestment, I have the grapes. For the people really close, they can see it. (laughs) There's grapes here on my, 
And, and you know, brothers and sisters, what grows on the vine is grapes. And in the Bible, we're talking about the vineyard in the Old Testament. There's a very deep mystical sense of the vineyard of the Lord. And Jesus takes that theme and he, he puts himself at the center of it. And whenever Jesus is talking about the vine and what grows on the vine is grapes, and what do the grapes become? They become wine. So Jesus, the best understanding of what Jesus is trying to tell us in this reading, he's talking about the Eucharist. He's talking about the, his presence in the Blessed Sacrament, the bread and the wine. In other passages of John, he says very similar things about the bread. My flesh is true food, the bread of life, my blood, true drink. So there is, um, there's something here from the Lord about the Eucharist, about his presence in the Blessed Sacrament and um, what it means to come to Mass, what it means to receive him, to eat his body and blood, what, you know, the spirituality of this communion that's there. And um, I want to tell you two stories that kind of are one story, but it's two stories to kind of help us to maybe unpack a little bit of what Jesus is trying to tell us here. Um, I was really inspired by the mention of Saul in the first reading. You remember Saul, who was the great persecutor of early Christianity, and then Jesus appears to him, and he has a big conversion, and he becomes Saint Paul. And uh, you know, if Jesus is inviting us to abide or to remain, to stay in him, you know, the opposite of that is to go away, right? If he's inviting us to be a branch that is on the vine so we can bear fruit, the opposite of that is to break the branch off, right? And that's really an image of sin. So we have an image of sin and what sin does to us. Sin damages our soul and we're not growing and fruitful like that branch that's just sitting on the ground. Um, so two stories to help us unpack this, okay? Um, when I was younger, these words are particularly for the young people who are here today. Wonderful to see the young people. When I was younger, I was in, um, some of you have heard me mention I grew up in Indiana, and I was not a church person. I uh, didn't really like praying or going to church. <laughs> and um, there was a number of things that happened in my life that were really hurtful and damaging. Uh, the biggest one was when I was in seventh grade, my family moved to a different town and I realize now that, that I was so hurt and so angry at my parents. Remember, there's no internet, there's no Facebook, like you move, you move, you know, you just say goodbye to your whole, you know, and as a seventh grader, your friends, I was, that set me on a trajectory, became a very kind of angry teenager and um, kind of gave myself over to a life of sin, like that branch that got broken off from the vine now, I don't want to scandalize anybody. I never did anything for which I would go to jail. <laughs> but when I was 18, I was a freshman in college. I was studying at Ball State University in Indiana. And uh, I had been away from the Lord, away, you know, away from my faith, from prayer, given over to a life of sin for many years at that point. And I'll tell you, I... Um, I experienced such emptiness. And I will never forget one day, I was at my dorm, 
And in this dorm where I lived, it was the biggest dorm on campus. It was this huge building, like 12 floors and all these um, branches, you know, and, and then there was a huge, it's a foyer in the front where we would all hang out, big area. We would all, that's what we did. We would hang out there. One day I was hanging out there and I was thinking about my life and I was thinking about just how sad and unhappy I was and um, how I was starting to understand how the choices that I'd made, how they had affected me. And as I'm th sitting there thinking about it, a woman came into the foyer with her little son. I think they were coming to use the payphones. Remember, there used to be payphones. And I looked over and this little boy looked identical to me. It was uncanny. Like if you see pictures of me when I was a little boy, I, it was like, am I seeing myself from the past? You know, like, and I had this memory that when I was a little boy, I had taken an art class at Ball State and my mom had taken me into this building to go to the bathroom. And so I have this memory of being in this room as a little boy. And you know, when I was a little boy, I was so joyful and so happy. And, and it sparked this kind of meditation where I was thinking, what happened to me? How did I get from that happy little joyful boy to this kind of lost, empty 18-year-old? You know, and it, it was the beginnings for me of kind of reassessing my life. And it, it was just really amazing experience. And it was shortly after that that I met Jesus. And I had a profound in, um, conversion I can't tell that story today, maybe next weekend, come back. But um, the Lord came into my life at a rock concert and I, I had an experience of the devil. More about that in a future weekend. But I had this conversion and I went to confession and I started to come back to church and I started to pray and things started to change. Um, really, really profound. Okay, so that's, that's the first story. That was my experience of sin. If I could put it this way, the fruit of sin, you know? Brokenness, woundedness, unhappiness, pain. Um, now fast forward the tape, 10 years. Now I'm 28 and somehow I find myself a Franciscan friar in the Bronx. <laughs> And I'm in the seminary, so I'm a brother on my way to the priesthood, but I'm not a priest yet, and I'm, I'm a brother. I'm in the Bronx, gave my life to Jesus, and we had done a youth retreat in Brooklyn. And um, when, I just love giving youth retreats. And this youth retreat was centered on the presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. It's the source and the summit of the Christian life. This mysterious gift that Jesus is with us in his true presence, body, blood, soul, and divinity. We were there in Brooklyn with all these young people. We had a wonderful experience of prayer, of witnessing, of music, of fellow, it was just a great weekend. And the whole retreat, the whole weekend, was coming to a, a, a pinnacle. The very last thing we were gonna do is the priest was gonna give us benediction. If you've ever been to adoration of the Blessed Sacrament, the host, is placed in the gold monstrance on the altar and we're there praying and then the priest comes and gives the blessing, the benediction with Jesus. And uh, so there I am, I'm a brother, I'm 28 years old 
and I'm kneeling right in the front because this chapel was just packed with young people. So I'm right down in front there, and I'm just praying to Jesus on the altar, and I'm just so overwhelmed with gratitude for the graces. We had a wonderful retreat, and I'm just there in thanksgiving, praising the Lord. Then I hear the bell ring, which indicates that the priest is now coming, and I look up, and here comes the priest, and he has a little altar boy in front of him. And this little kid looked identical to me as a little kid. I couldn't believe it. It, it was like, again, you know, this thing of um, seeing, it, it was not me, but he looked a lot like me. And it triggered the memory of that event at Ball State 10 years earlier. And he came in with the priest and all of a sudden I'm just flooded with tears. And I just realized that in 10 years, the fruit of living my faith, how different I was 10 years later, going to Mass, receiving Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. I was filled with joy. At 28, I was significantly less selfish. I, I was so much more happy and, and filled with the peace of the Lord and joy. And I was just there overwhelmed with gratitude, the gift of our faith, the gift of Jesus, the gift of his grace, the gift of his presence. And what that, I was starting to realize what it had done to me in 10 years, I was like I was a different person. And then the priest, at the beginning of benediction, he starts to incense the, uh, you know, the Blessed Sacrament. Maybe you've seen it, for the, some of the, you haven't, this is the thurible that has the incense, and it, the priest starts incensing the, the Blessed Sacrament, and um, I'm there kneeling, crying, just, you know, overwhelmed with gratitude to the Lord for this grace, and the, some of the smoke that came out of the top here came, came out, and right in front of my face, it formed a perfect heart. And then... If, if you've ever seen somebody smoking a pipe and they like blow a ring, I mean, it was like he was going like this and I'm there just thanking the Lord and all of a sudden I look up and here comes the smoke and boom, it right in front of my face, it turns into a heart and then dissipates and I just realized that the fruit that Jesus is talking about is love. That our faith, our relationship with the Lord, what it does to us when we receive him in the Eucharist is that his love grows in our hearts and in our souls. Isn't that beautiful? You know, and so I want to conclude this by saying, yes, it's wonderful that you're here and it's wonderful to be praying and to receive Jesus. But what we're doing here needs to flow over to the rest of our life tomorrow, you know, at work, at school, in your neighborhood. You know that, that what the Lord feeds us here with his presence and that his, his grace, especially you young people, stay close to Jesus. Stay close to his church, the body, where we can hear his word and we can receive him in the Eucharist. That uh, the fruit that will uh, grow in our lives, the fruit certainly of virtue, of holiness, but that fruit of his love, of God's love, um, that is what is needed in this world. huh? This light that scatters the darkness this healing love of God that we can only find with Jesus. He says in the gospel here, apart from me, you can do nothing. But if we're like those branches on the vine, we will grow 
and his grace will bear much fruit, and we pray for that grace this day. Amen. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans